I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everybody, how are we all doing? It's never a dull week following Rangers Football Club, is it? Um, one of our worst ever European results, we'll talk about that. Um, new, ma- new possible managers, um, we'll talk about that. But more importantly, we will take your phone calls um, as this is your, uh, I was going to say Monday, as this is your Friday night. Rangers Rabble phone in. So if you want to get on the show, it's very, very simple. All you need to do is call 0141 628 7237. And if you get a weird dialing tone, don't worry about it. Robert's on the phones all the way from Turkey. So if you get that international dialing tone, don't worry. You'll still get through to Robert and you'll get through to the show. No problem. So 0141 628 7237. Call up now and um, you can be the first one on the show. Tonight, I am joined by my two dogs and Brian, Kerr, and James. Brian, my friend, how are you? <laughs> yeah, been better, obviously, but uh, here we are. Um, be interested to see what everybody's thoughts on the phones are tonight and that debacle last night in the manager's situation. So, yeah, looking forward to this one. I'm glad you're looking forward to it. Um, Kerr, how are you doing? I'm all right, man. At hospital day, day, so I'm back in the house now, so I'm actually feeling a bit better, but I'm actually all right. Aye. That's two all right. Um, I've got a funny feeling the third one won't be. Um, James, how are you doing? Still raging after last night, mate. Just it's it, it's unforgivable, mate. And I'm I'm I'm, I'm so glad I wasn't on last night with these guys because I think I did what you shut down the way I was shouting <laughs> a ball at the telly last night. But hey ho, on to Sunday and bring one shit, mum. Yes, yes. Um, if you're not that interested in forum, but you still want to get your point across, please make sure that you get your comments in, and I will try and get as many comments up um, as I possibly 
can. Um, yeah, Heros straight in with the comments. Um, Chris Jack just said Lampard not involved in final interview stages. Um, Kel Lampard was a name that we were hearing quite a lot of. Um, a few people who have got some stuff right in the past said that Lampard looks set to be um, the new manager. And all I, all I could think to myself was, um, you know, the board are going to appoint somebody, whether he works or he doesn't, um, obviously remains to be seen. Um, but surely they can't be that out of touch that they would go for Frank Lampard. Hopefully not, Martin, but all I count is out of running now. But to be honest with you, I don't know who's going to be appointed. I still think it will be Muscat, but I probably will be wrong. But whoever it is, I'm going to go and support him anyway. It's what we're doing. Uh, if it goes pear-shaped, then we start to criticise again. But I think Frank looks an easy option just because it's Frank Lampard. And you think, well, he's a big name, blah, blah, blah. But his last two jobs, he's been awful. To be honest with you, unless you get the guy that was at Derby all the years ago, you wouldn't even need him. So, no, I'm happy he's not on the running anymore. I think we need somebody who comes in who's got a wee bit more experience and somebody who can actually get these players to listen. Well, yeah, that was very evident last night, and we, we've all come to that. Um, just very quickly, Beat Bop Boop, um, 199 Super Chat, thank you very much. Muscat or bust, we can't pass up this opportunity. We'll come to that in a wee second, but we do have Christopher. Um, from Falkirk on the line, who wants to ask why we can't? I think he wants to ask anyway. Why can't we give youth a chance? Christopher, how are you? Hi. Uh, good. Good evening, everybody. How is everybody? Um, I've been better, Christopher. I have been much better. Good how are you? Good. Hello. I, I was going to say in regards to about giving youth a chance, why can't we give youth a chance? If we can't give youth a chance in times of adversity, how are we going to give youth a chance if we start getting back to normal winning trophies, etc., etc.? So when is the time to give youth a chance? Like, for example, Liverpool gave John Flanagan his debut against Manchester City. Uh, Bojan, he got his debut at 17. If they're good enough, they're young enough, give them a chance. And if, if they are sink or swim, and at the end of the day, they'll give, what they'll give you is they'll give you endeavour, they'll give you hard work. They might be a wee bit uh, naive at times, but at least they'll give their all and they'll give 100% effort, unlike some of the players that's currently been fielded at the minute. Excellent point. Excellent point, Christopher. And, and, and look, James... Um, after that performance last night, you could play the under-8s. For me, there is so many of the players that should not wear a Rangers top again. Um, and this is something that we've been shouting about for a long time. You know, Christopher says, give you a chance. We've been wanting to give you a chance for years. And like he says, which is actually a really good point, if we can't put them in now, when will we? It's one of the things, though, mate, but it's, it's the demands that are put on our, our players for me. Um, look, I'm, I'm, I've obviously not seen a lot of Bailey Rice, but what I have seen from him, what I've heard obviously for you guys um, that obviously follow the kind of the kind of B team and stuff like that, I obviously said that the boy's an absolute tremendous talent. So look, play him if he can't date against St Mirren, he's never going to date, date for Rangers. But we as a club, see if we still had uh, Billy Gilmore, we'd have him out and loan at Alawa or Falkirk or something to say, oh, he needs to get game time when the boy can run games for us. So give him a chance, as you said, Martin. There's guys there last night that should never kick a ball for me. Um, again, one stone for one. They're just the guy looks as if he was pulling a cart trying to chase that boy back. 
um, for the second goal. Instead of trying to foul him or something, he, he just doesn't do anything at all. So I would, uh, I would start Bailey Rice. I would be no play four, five, six of your team. I would maybe give one or two a go and see how they go because I thought the way uh, McCausland looked actually quite good last night. Um, he looks as if he's a kind of pacey, direct kind of winger, something that we don't have. Scott Wright kind of flatters to deceive for me, so give him a chance as well and just let them go. And, you know what I mean? Because you've, you've seen boys like Wayne Rooney, and I'm no comparing these, these players that we've got to kind of like a Wayne Rooney, not at all. But, but as Christopher says, they get in there with beer. Let them just go and play. And what's the worst that can happen? We're already uh, doing in a dumps, you know, as it is. So go and give these guys a, a, a chance and see what can happen. Just before I let you go, Christopher, um, who would be your preference um, for manager or do you not care as long as he's just got enough experience? Uh, I, I would. What I would do is I would put Neil Warnock in to the end of the season uh, and then I would look, hopefully Neil Warnock can maybe do a patch-up job to make the job look a wee bit more attractive then maybe make a move at the end of the season because I know that Nutson has come out and said that he won't leave during the season. So he would probably be my preferred candidate if I was to uh, choose somebody. Uh, listen, I'm not going to... I would love to see Neil Warnock in just, just for some of the stuff that he comes out with. Um, but yeah, but Christopher, thank you very, very much for the call. appreciate it as ever. Um, make sure you phone back in again. Um, so yeah, Brian, that was um, that was Christopher making the point about the youth. Before I come back, obviously, and we'll talk. We'll probably talk about the youth right through this show. To be brutally honest with you, um, but Brian, last night, um, I think I said it on the reaction that that's possibly one of our worst ever European defeats. Certainly from from memory, for me, per, just performance wise, not result wise, performance wise. That was worse than Niederkorn. That was worse than just about anything I think I've seen from a Rangers team in Europe. Yeah, it was pretty much every bad descriptive word you could imagine. Abject, uh, lackadaisical, just everything that you could imagine. I mean, <clears throat> I was actually quite positive going last night. I thought, right, Europe, it's it's a pass out of the league sort of you know campaign. Europe, we usually do very well in Europe, certainly away from home. Um, I was pretty positive last night, and then, as you say, 15, 20 minutes in, you could you could kind of see the writing was on the wall that early on in the game, um, and unfortunately, um, it was no surprise how the game panned out. You were always wishing and hoping that they would perform, but at the end of the day, you weren't surprised by the result, and you certainly weren't surprised by the performance, um, and that's... I mean, the, the manager's comment after the game, the the players gave it their all and all this. I mean, I've never heard so much nonsense in all my days. I mean, I've, well, we'll I've seen... That. We'll come on I, that. Yeah. I mean, I've I've seen better performances in, as you say, under eights, under twelves, you know, young lads given, given their all. I mean, if that if that's the best that Stephen Davis thinks that the players can get, then we're we're up the, the, the river without a paddle. Simple as that. Um, it's... It's simply not good enough. Um, the fans have made their feelings very clear. I think, I think the Union Bears were actually wanting to speak to them last night, and that every player ignored them. So that says it all for me as well. They weren't even prepared to sort of man up and front up and say sorry, and you know, go over the fans that spent a lot of money going over there, um, as they all do. Um, so for me, yeah, performance was utterly atrocious. As you say, 
maybe not well score wise obviously but i think just the overall general performance was as bad as we've ever seen Keir Bryan's saying there that he wasn't really surprised at the performance i was to be honest and um, we haven't played well we've been poor um, but I didn't expect that much of a complete abject performance from just about everybody bar Butland and possibly Seema. No, I agree with you, Martin. I thought we didn't play well at all, to be honest with you. Maybe the last five, ten minutes when we were trying to chase something, but we weren't at the races the whole game. And... But I wasn't surprised. Do you know what I mean? I thought we would get a result because that's just me, obviously, my heart be on my head there, but when I look, you look back at the game, I wasn't surprised it was happened because these players have done it quite a lot, not just this season, but over the past. And that team, I'm not even going to say that team only good because that's a bit of disrespect for them because they beat us. They're not but, a good team, Kerr. They're not yeah, a good team. It's a team that we should have been not getting beat off of, put it that way. I'm not saying we should have won it, but it's a team we shouldn't get beat off of. No, that's a team we need to beat. That is a team. Listen, sorry, sorry to cut in, Kerr, but we've got another phone call in, um, and me and you could go back and forth on this for a wee while. Um, so I'm going to bring in Alex in Heavensborough. Alex, how are you? I'm very well, thanks, Martin. Thanks very much, mate. How's Brian and the rest of the boys? James and Scott, how are you guys? I've been no better. Not bad, bad, Alec. Not bad. Which hey, well, uh, I don't know where to start here. I'll, uh, I'll just get see yesterday. Yesterday's game against Lamassol. I expected Rangers to run all over them. I thought because we've now got rid of you, because we've got a Rangers man in charge, I'll all be up for it. And I could honestly, honestly, my prediction was 4-0 Rangers. I thought we were going to run over them. See, by the end, of, by, by the final whistle, I was a very, very, very depressed wee person. Yep. You know? Yep. And uh, I think, what, what do we have to do, or who do we have to bring in to get something out of this team? Now, I've heard tonight there's a couple of, well, You've always known who I've wanted. I'm not going to even say the name now, right? But we've heard the people like Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard would bring, would bring exposure to our club. All the English media would be watching every game and giving us all the extra, you know, the wee bits of, what do you call it? Uh... Alex, Alex, sorry to cut in, sorry to cut in, right? But just on that, bud, right? I don't care about that. I don't care about that exposure anymore. I don't care if nobody outside of Scotland who wasn't a Rangers fan never watched us again. I don't want a manager in for exposure or marketing purposes. I want a manager in who's experienced, who's been there and done it before, and who's going to make this club successful again. That's all I want. Okay, no problem. I'll take that. That's, that's on board. So anyway, never mind. What I've now heard is that Lampard is not N-O-T going to be the next Rangers manager. Okay, he's definitely not. There's been media reports, I'll tell you that right now. There's definitely, he's definitely not. So, having said that, can we not get rid of this crap that's at the back of this? The old guard, as they call it. They call them the old guard. That's all of a sudden become the old guard. I'm disgusted by the way they're playing. I can't see any way forward for Rangers now unless we bring in some new blood. Why don't we do it the new? Because we'll tell you what, 
were stuffed for the league. Were stuffed. It was a miracle. A miracle to get hold of Celtic now again. That's them away and running. We had our chances. We could have done it. We did me. What's that in your back, Brian? That would be Brian's cat. Listen, I'll take your point, Alex, to James. Um, because, it, listen, James has been very vocal about his feelings, a bit like yourself and a bit like many other people who call in. Um, James, I think Alex is 100% spot on. Um, that old guard, that old guard, call, call them whatever you want. The players that have been here for a number of years now, your Goldsons, your Tavs, your Barisiches, they need to go. Lundstrom, they have to go. Yeah, but the thing is, mate, who's going to take them? There's nobody out there that are going to, that's going to come and pay money for them, mate. So for me, it's you either need to let their contracts run it or we say thanks, but you know what I mean? You can't sack them, mate. That's the, that's the thing, Ruin. Uh, but you need to wait for somebody to come in to take them off their hands, but it's not going to happen. Um, totally agree. I think Tavernier is well past his sell by date. Gets caught out far too much. Golson just looks about blaming everybody else apart from himself. I've never known a centre half mate to duck when a ball comes into the box so often than him. The guy's an absolute bomb scare, but for whatever reason, I keep hearing he's our best defender. See, this crap, it, it's got to stop me because it goes back to that old saying when we had David Bates. He was the best defender we had, and that showed you how bad we were. So we need to go. We need, for me, I. I want to see a manager that's going to come in with fresh ideas. He's going to have that Walter Smith type aura about him. As soon as he walks into a dressing room, the players shut up and listen to him. See if you don't want to come along this side. There's the door. You'll be in the reserves and you'll see your time out when the people coming by you because you'll not play in this team unless you're getting 110%. I grew up watching leaders, Martin, like yourself, Brian, um, Kerr. I grew up watching guys like Terry Butcher, Richard Goff, Graham Soonis, Guys that would run through a brick wall for Rangers. And if if you weren't doing it on the park, they certainly told you. And I'm not just talking about our captains. We had we had 11 uh, leaders on the park. Even your McCoys, your Haitleys, would get around these players and tell them, get your finger out your backside or something was going to happen. Um, and that's what we need, mate. We need a, a nasty manager for me that's going to come in and tell these players a few home truths. Because I'm sick of this. We can't tell the players. You can't go in and shout and ball at players now. Why? Why no? If, if they're not doing their job, you get it and you tell them a new one. Simples. James, you grew up watching Moses McNeil. Stop trying to kid on you now. <laughs> um, that's who you grew up watching. Um, Alex, what does what does the rest of the season then? I mean, regardless of who we get in as manager, right? Like, let's just assume that we get the right man in. Um, what's what's the expectation now for the rest of the season? Oh, and Alex is gone. I'm I'm seeing my producer. See, I've done the thing where I haven't looked um, at the at the chat. Is it Chris? Have we got Chris and Dunfermline on? Yes, man. I'm from Dunfermline. Yes, but I'm not a Dunfermline fan. No, no, no. Listen, I, 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 I understood that. I'm just about to sack my producer, Chris. Um, but there you go. How are you doing, mate? No problem. No problem, man. What's your What's your point for the guys tonight? Right. Basically, my point is, man, I wish we were still talking about managers because the problem I've got is we've done a wee ball in the summer and you know I like talking about finances. We've done a wee ball in the summer and this is in, in the next summer, you're looking at it's going to probably take 13, 14 players. 
I'm concerned is where's the finances going to come? Because if you look at the back four alone, Colson, Tavernier, Davis, they're hopeless. But to replace them, it's going to cost between four to five million each. There's 20 million on the defensive side of alone. I reckon it's probably for us to get a level pair with them. I reckon you're looking at 40 million, basic. Oh. Just to even get on a leaving playing field. Because if you look at the summer, we spent 15 million, brought in 12, but did we invest that 12 in a winger? Did we invest that 12 in a centre half? And what annoys me, man, on um, deadline day, they brought three players in. One of them scored the, the first goal against Murrayville. They've already, three players have already made impact. What did we bring in? Sweet FA. So my point is, we need to stop talking about managers. Because at the end of the day, if they're having about the finances, they compete. You can have Houdini, you can have Bitwaiola. Like you said, Matt, and you know me, I pay pretty close attention to the financial side of it. I'm sorry, but until we can even match them across the city, because like I said, Headline day, they had three signings, and all three have made impact. How much much signings did we do? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The proof's in the pudding. Yeah, well, Chris, I'll take that on board, right? And and Brian, I'll take that to you. Um, but look, we were told that it was going to cost between 30 and 50 million to compete with Celtic when we first came back up. And it didn't cost us that much. Um, to, for I mean, it took a while, but it didn't cost us that anywhere near that for Gerard to then go on and win the league. So for me, it's not so much about how much that we have to spend. It's about our scouting system and it's about the players that we bring in. Yeah, absolutely is. I mean, from day one, I've said I was never behind Dessers purely just on his his goal record. I mean that that would that would scare anybody at Halloween look reading those sort of stats, you know what I mean? Um and Lammers as well, his stats weren't exactly great either. And that, you know and Beale said he scouted them and watched them and spoke to them and done this and done that. Well, I'm sorry. There's no there's not a fan here uh, well, not many fan fans I knew uh, wanted Dessers when they seen his record. Um and spending four and a half million on that sort of that sort of sort of uh, record was just preposterous. If it was a free transfer, I, I, you could you could take a punt on it, no problem. But spending four and a half million on a guy that scored, you know, as little goals as he did last season, albeit in a poor team in Italy, and, and they got relegated. But um, it's, the the numbers just didn't add up in the the transfers. Some some of them this summer, it was ridiculous. And as as Chris is saying, you know, finances are obviously tight with every club. But we just seem to manage to throw it down the drain every every summer and spend it on absolute rubbish. So it's it's where you go from here now. They're all on big contracts. Um, getting rid of them is going to be a, a nightmare. 
I've said for long enough, I don't know how many times I've said it on this pod that the the defence needed ripped up and, you know, started again. You know, Barisic is seemingly getting a new contract. Well, uh, if, that, if that happens, then, well, you know, that's that's just a joke. Um, Tav, again, I've been his biggest supporter, but it's, it's, it's he's just looking very, very leggy and not being able to do the job that he once was. Goldson looks like he's torn a caravan. Um, and the less said about Davies, the better. So that's a that's a whole new bat line. So it's a it's gonna be an upward. I, I pity the next manager coming in. I mean, Chris, I, 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 I can... Sorry, you go across the side. 0.5 million on a winger. They've, they've got money across the side. They're spending it. The problem is we're not matching it, and then. We're getting far behind. Like I say, we've done the re-ball. We are so far behind now. We're, we're actually stand, we're, we're not playing a level. We're going to catch up. They've already spent, they already spent 25 million. They've got nine players in the summer. And they're nine players, majority of hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Now, they're already nine players ahead of us. So when we go in the summer transfer window again, we're going to catch up to already that nine players. And they're going to have money in January, and they're going to go and probably get three or four good players. And in the summer, so the finances between us and them as ours, but what annoys me, if you look at it, it's already having a great museum. Commercially, we're doing fantastic. But Emerson Highs, the sports bar, there's not, in the last 12 years, We've won two trophies. The majority of why we won two trophies? Because across the city, they spend nine million on backers. They spend four or five million on defenders. They spend three point five million on a winger. They spend four or five point million on strikers. That's the difference. No, it's no listen, I, I, listen, Chris, I, I'm gonna to have to let you go right because I've got about five calls backed up. Um but um, I, I completely take your point, and it's something that we will discuss. Um, we'll, we'll, I'll try that again. We will discuss uh, more of. Um, but Chris, thank you very much. And, and look, I'll take Chris's point to you quickly here um, before my my sexy producer brings in another call. Um, I get that financially Celtic are a lot stronger than us, right? That's you know that's no secret. But for me, the gap just isn't down to simply finances. It's down to Poor management, mismanagement as well. Get yourself a fat mute. I know, I know. I was trying to press it, it wasn't working. Of course it is, Matt. I mean, we spent a bit of money. I mean, the guy was saying we only brought in, they didn't bring anybody in a deadline day. But we'd done our business quite early by all accounts and he was happy. He told us the players are going to raise the standard and it all went pear-shaped apart from the keeper. Jack Butland and probably the boy Sterling, who's not been given a chance, so nobody's got a chance to say, is he good, is he no good, because he, he became, he's came here and sat on the bench. The rest of them have not produced anything, and the players that are still there, it's like James says, Tavs, Borna, Golson, they're kind of past it, but you just can't kick them out the door because they're in the contract. Borna's contract runs out in the season, so does Lundstrom, so you don't have to renew theirs. And you manage all okay, command, I'll probably know what you renew them anyway. So that's two away, but the rest of them, it can be difficult just to get rid of them. And we're not a club that can have four or five plus, no playing, 
because they're on good wages. So that will be the, that's going to be a difficulty. So you need to get a manager in that can... The scouting system at Rangers has changed as well. We've not got as many scouts. We use a company, which doesn't help matters. But it's, we're just waiting for somebody to come in with new ideas. Make up build a lot of ideas, but they didn't make sense, some of them. He spoke in riddles. He contradicted himself. I mean, I, I can understand Michael could be at times where the players probably were the same, but the players haven't helped themselves either. So I think whoever comes into this team, they're probably in this team just now, whoever's been on the shortlist and thinking, I've got a job here in my hands. But he knows if he does it, he's got a good chance of going to a bigger league somewhere because you can see what happens. And he might come in and drop all these guys who are looking to be dropped. But he can only drop guys if there's guys yet to come in their place. And then you said the night, Martin, you just can't throw in all the kids. You can't throw in all the youth players. You can try some of them. You could try probably four or five of them. But you can't chop them all in. Because that could go pear-shaped as well. And what you're left with, you're left with angry first-team players that don't want to play for you. And you're left with youth players who have just suddenly got stage fright. So you can need a mix of both. So it just depends who comes in and what way he's going to point in this football club. I'll be looking for somebody to point us in the right direction and start going forward because... We've not been going forward for ages. It's either sideways or backwards. It's a bit like the passing, but we've just not been going forward at all, football-wise. Yeah, Off the park, yes, but on the park, no. No, I know. Listen, I, I agree. And again, the calls are coming in thick and fast, and we've got Andrew and Fraser Brown on the line. I'll bring you in in two seconds. Um, Andrew, and we've also got D.I. Rebus Dyerbus, as I like to call him, um, who's put in a super chat, who we will get to um, after um, the phone call. So, Andrew, how are you? I'm fine. I'm fine, Martin. How are you doing, you and the, the, the panel there? Do you, know, do you know, your voice, for some reason to me, is very comforting, so I'm kind of glad you phoned. <laughs> it's it's basically, I think I agree with your colleague Brian there, that I think oh, whatever you know, way you Andrew, look at this... Andrew, never agree with Brian. That's rule number one. Okay. <laughs> okay, Ken. The, the thing is that uh, you're stuck with these players until January at least, whoever gets the job. Now, I read today in the papers, it's doing to a shortlist. Uh, we were told Frank Lampard and the lad Muscat, but I don't believe that. I'm not convinced Frank Lampard was ever more than somebody that they interviewed. Have you heard the stories that a Rangers high-profile sort of unit went down to London to speak to him? Have you heard that, you four? I've heard horror rumours, Andrew, and I'll be honest with you, I don't I won't believe any rumours until I see a guy standing with a scarf above his head being announced as a new manager, because you're going to hear all sorts of stuff. I, I agree. And it's, it's been one or two. I mean, even Derek McInnes. Would Derek McInnes be that bad? I know James hated his name the last time we spoke because of what he did in the past. But, you know, would he be that bad when it comes to recruiting players? Or do you think that's an uncertain as well? I'm not even going to bother taking that to James because the language that was coming out of James' mouth before we started. So, Brian, I will take that one to sure. you. Um, try and be nice to Andrew Brian, but Derek McInnes. I mean, I can see, I can see where he's coming from in the sense that um, McInnes is his his teams are always very well organised. Um, I mean, the first game of the season was a prime example. Um, He's, he's, he's put together a, a Kamarnock team on a shoestring and basically, you know, worked with a, with a squad for a matter of weeks and managed to get a tune out of them. So 
in a, in that sense, there's the positive in from from McInnes in that sense. But um, as James has clearly pointed out in the past, that he's turned us down once, and you don't ever get a second chance. So, um, but I, I do take the point that McInnes is pretty good at assembling a team and the work ethic of the team is good but um, I think as, as James has also pointed out before that he has freely admitted that trying to beat Celtic is very difficult and his, his mentality may be not quite there to get to the top so yeah that's as diplomatic as I could possibly be about Derek McInnes and, that, and that's absolutely fair enough Andrew, what type of manager and by that I mean footballing style um, personality the whole package, what kind of manager do we need for this group of players that we've got right now? I, I certainly remember Muscat, the player, and he, he certainly had the personality and I would say the mindset. The the Belgian lad they're talking about who won the, the Belgian league three times on the trot, that's a winner mentality as well, and the guy understands players. The biggest worry, what sort of salary are some of these guys going to ask for and transfers? guarantees as well to bring players in and that is why I was of the belief that maybe Lampard or the guy Ryan Lowe, maybe Preston might be the realistic option for James Bisgrove and Cocos. I just kind of see where the money's coming from to pay top salary and find another 10 million for players you know in January I just can't see it Andrew, thank you very much for the call. I normally speak to you behind the scenes as a Pleasure. producer, so it's, it's nice to have you um, on the show for a change. Um, Andrew, thank you very, very much. Um, James, on that point for Andrew there, um, about you know being able to attract a, a decent enough name on a decent enough salary, um, I think it's got to the point now where the Rangers board, and I'm not talking about you know pay, <clears throat> paying like three, three and a half million a year for a manager, um, but it's got to the point now where we need to be looking at targets who are a bit above the wage structure that we've currently got in place for managers. We, we have to try and do. We have to try and do something. I've got to. I've got to, mate. <clears throat> for me, mate, I think it's the job for Rangers. Obviously, I'm, I'm talking from a fan's point of view here, mate. But the pool of Rangers has got to be something out there for a manager that wants to prove himself. To obviously, because I, I think everybody wants to go to the Holy Grail um, down in England now. That you come up here and have a good couple of seasons, a team down there will take a chance on you. That's the thing. So I think the pool of coming to manage Rangers drag us out of this terrible time that we're having. And hopefully, again, I just want a manager, mate, that's going to come in with a clear sense of playing style. Under Bill, it just looked like it was past the body death. There was no outball for his. Our full-backs are looking up and there's nothing down the wings because everybody's all in the middle of the park. You know what I mean, mate? You, could, you can get a, a bed sheet area in midfield at times, mate. Do you know what I mean? They're that close to each other. You just want a manager that's going to come in with absolute fresh ideas and say to these players, look, it's my way or the highway. See if you don't like it. There's the door. I know I've said that about three or four times a night, but that's all we're looking for. We're just looking for somebody to come in that's going to set a standard now, because I think the standards went down that way. When I first started going to watch Rangers, it was under guys like Jock Wallace, and you didn't, you dare not come off that part leaving everything on there, do you know what I mean? Because he would certainly tell you, and you could hear Big Jock at times screaming for the side to um, get in about these players, but we just need a manager, mate, that's got to come in, fresh ideas, rip up the whatever notebook that Bill's left lying about, and just say to these players, right, 
you want to prove between now and the end of the season whether you should be kept here. Well, that's what that's the decision that I'm going to make, but you need to prove it out on that park. And more, and more importantly, prove it to the fans that you actually do care. You have got a bit of heart, you've got a bit of fight, and more importantly, you've got a wee bit more uh, professional pride about yourself. I don't think there's that many players left in that squad who have got any of the things that you just mentioned, um, which is probably the scary thing for me. Um, guys, get your phone calls in now, 01416287237. Do you want to chat about the game? Last night, do you want to talk about St Mirren and Sunday? 5-1 to one, St Mirren, by the way, um, with the bookies. Do you want to talk about St Mirren and Sunday? Do you want to talk about the new manager, the individual players? Whatever you want to talk about, um, then phone 01416287237. Come through to us um, and talk about it. Um, right, we had, I can find it, Care, um, D.I. Rebus, Dyer Bus, um, with a £10 super chat. Thank you very much for the support. Um, we built our new house on Rotten Foundations, cleared out the old guard with a manager proven in this league care. A manager proven in this league. Who could that be? Oh, what, Derek McInnes, aren't you? <laughs> James' his finger I mean, on his own. Rebus, are you talking about Derek McInnes? Please let us know. Well, I don't really see another one. Uh, Listen, Martin, the manager's going to come down to who... I know you said up the money for the manager, but you give him more wages and look for a bigger budget. Where's the, and my point is, where's the money coming from? We can't overspend. We've done it in the past. We can't overspend. And we're in a, we're in a place where we can only go for certain managers It's at work for certain wages. If you go for somebody that's looking for £8 million a year, but we all think he's a great manager, we can't afford that. Doesn't matter how much we want him, we can't afford it. So he has to come into a price bracket. So that takes a lot of managers out of the equation. Do you know what I mean? So it doesn't leave many to pick from. Depending. Can, on who can, you can we afford from. not to push the boat out even a tiny bit more than what we have here? Because the pool that we are swimming in, clearly the managers aren't of the quality that we need to move this club forward. So do we just stay in that vicious circle, vicious cycle? Even? Football's changed that much, Martin. For when. I know James keeps talking about Wallace and Walter and football's changed then. Football's totally different. I mean, I, I grew up going to see Jock Wallace, John Gregg's teams and Walter, but I don't like to look back because football has changed so much. Player mentality's changed so much. Everything's more finance than anything. And, and I'm even saying it's a good manager looking for £8 million. I mean, Sean Dice was after £8 million because we supposed to spoke with his agent in the summer and he said £8 million and Angel just said, his agent, that's no for us, that's well out of their bracket. And Sean Dice isn't the best manager out there, but that's the money these guys are commanding because that's what they think they're worth and that's what they think they can get elsewhere. So someone might not come up here just for the sake of, I'm not going to get a lot of money up there to be the Rangers manager. Do you know that way? So, and to get somebody experienced, then you're looking for somebody who's maybe failed other clubs who's available for jobs. Do you want to go down that road? I mean, I said a while back when... Uh, Michael Bill was sacked. I said, I would go with Neil Warnock, right? And I know a lot of folk, he's not a lot of people's favourites. And I know because he's age, but I just said, put him in the end of the season till it gives the board time to figure out what to do. Because I don't want it to be rushed and then we're still sitting here 12 months' time going over the same stuff again. Because we've done it previously. Just because Warnock is experienced. He has, he won a lot, but he is experienced and he's a bit old school. Now, you can't go into a dressing room anymore and punch players, kick players. Even shout at players because the mentality's changed. 
and the, the laws have changed and stuff like that. So you have to go into a dress room and talk to everybody individually. Some may like a bit of your criticism, some may not. You see it in England, some players are on £300,000 a week and they get criticised and they go on social media and start crying about stuff. You just have football's changed. So we have to watch who we get. And I think with McInnes, I think Derek would do all right for us. He's not my choice, but I think Derek would do okay because he knows the league. But he's not my choice. But I I would still think I would go with Kevin Muscat just because I was listening to somebody about him and we had an Australian guy and he was saying that he's done wonders with the team he's with just now. Uh, and I know everybody will say because Andrew's here. Nothing to do with that. Muscat didn't do well with, I can't remember the team's name now, the team he's at. We wouldn't have been looking at him. Nothing to do with what they've done. But he's done really well. And I think you have to maybe, if you want to go outside the box, go that way. Go with somebody. I know he played was he played was one season, right? But he won the treble that season. So at least he was here when we were winning. But go with somebody that's no in the UK, somebody out with, or even Jansen or maybe not right, Kev, 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 you're jumping you're jumping all different managers. We've got a phone call that I need to get to because you're just all the place. So um he was cut off last time, he's back now. Alex and Helen's brought Alex, how are you? I'm fine, Paul. Listen, I'll tell you what it is. Can we let, I'll just deflect the whole situation right away back from what you're talking about the room. And you can all relax, get a cup of coffee, get a wee drink, whatever it is you're drinking, and I'll tell you what I'm thinking about the room. If you were a professional football player playing for Rangers right now, do you think it matters what team you actually support? Right? Do you think it matters what team you actually support? Goldson, Davies, Tavernier, Barisic, right the way through the team. Who are their teams? Because it seems to me that not one of them supports Glasgow Rangers Football Club. And that's why we're seeing an indifferent shower of idiots turning up that don't give a damn whether they win, lose or draw. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You surely need to support a team. You surely need to know more about a team. How much homework did they do in Rangers before they came here? Right, guys, that's my question to you, OK? I want you have a shot at that one. Um, James, I don't think it particularly matters um, what team you support, what club you support. I know there's quite a lot of footballers who simply just play football and then once the football's done, they don't think about it because they don't, they don't like they don't particularly like football. and um, They just happen to be good football players. Um, for me, I don't care who Goldson supports, who Tavernier supports, as long as when they go out in the pitch, they give everything for the team. Um, what about yourself? And, and by the way, I should caveat that with right now, they don't. No, for me, mate, the Brian Lloyd support Rangers, Paul Gascoigne support Rangers. You know what I mean? Two of the best ever players that's obviously played for the club. It's no, mate, for me, it's a mentality thing. I just don't think these players understand how big a club Rangers are. They've came from clubs doing south that it's great to get a draw. Oh, 
you get beat or it's all right. When you come to Rangers, mate, you need to win. That's the biggest mentality job, mate, that these players need to have. You've got to have that winning mentality when you come to Rangers. And a lot of players will say that you've heard Loudrop, you heard Gascoigne um, coming into the club and saying, we didn't know, realise just how big a club Rangers were. You know, you hear about them and blah, 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 um, but you just don't realise just how enormous it is. You know what I mean? A draw is a, a disaster. And for us, and getting beat is just knowing it's, it's knowing the radar. So for me, it's not about um, supporting Rangers or whatever. It's about this bringing the right mentality of a player in that wants to win things, that wants to go at the end of his career and say, "That's what I won. That's what I helped achieve." I mean, Alex, I, I do take your point, all right, and I completely understand where you're coming from because if we had, you know, eleven Rangers supporters on the park last night. Um, of whatever ability that they were, then they would have played a lot better. I completely get that. Um, but I just think if you've got players in who have the quality, who have the right instruction, it doesn't matter what team they support. But when things are going bad and down, like we seen last night, then I absolutely, it has an effect. And David put a good comment in with Newcastle beating PSG, Newcastle hammering PSG. There was quite a few Geordies in that team. So I do think it does make a bit of a difference, but not enough for the, the, the shit show that we seem to be right now. Yeah, absolutely. What a result that was last night. I, I, it's absolutely the highlight, probably, for me, to see that score, considering we'd played them in uh, uh, pre-season. Uh, no, I just thought I'd run that one by you. It's just one of these things that's been boring me for a wee while, you know? Um, <laughs> I don't know where we're going to end up. I don't know. My, my, my head's loud. I, I cannot understand what's going to happen here next. The next man in has to clear this team out. He has to clear this team right out. And there's fire that's going off outside my house. I don't know what that's all about. Early days, <laughs> I suppose, you know. No, look, he does. He needs to absolutely clear this team out. And again, that comes down. And that's why, that's, that's why, that's why I thought, like, I watched a programme today about Lampard and he always wanted just, just to get rid of this old shite guard that's in the thing. But he's not going to come here now. That's been confirmed. Mm-hmm. So Lampard's not the one. So I'm just going to go back to me, James, down there, looking at the telly. And I'll say, James, see when Derek McInnes is appointed Rangers manager. I'll come back on and I want to see your face, mate. Okay? Because that's the way it's looking now. I will be in the country. (laughs) Alex, thanks very much for the call. And and please do come back on um, every phone-in because we love having you. Um, but make sure you definitely come back on if Derek McInnes has appointed the Rangers um, manager because I will have James on that show um, without a shadow um, of a doubt. Um, Brian, well, I want to take it back actually to, to last night. Um, we've all touched on St Merlin in a wee second because that is a game that I am really not looking forward to. Um, the one thing I, I think was said in the build-up and it was definitely said by me on the reaction, was that in no way do I want to make this about Stephen Davis. In no way do I want to, um, you know, have a go at Stephen Davis or, or pick, pick anything out that could possibly have been his fault. Um, it's not his fault the players went out and performed like that. Um, however, his post-match comments, 
Um, I don't know if he was just caught up in the moment and he didn't really know what to say. And again, I don't want to have too much a go at the guy because he was thrown at the deep end at the last minute. But his post-match comments for me were, were horrendous at best. Yeah, <clears throat> they were slightly naive. And as you say, he, he was thrown in at the deep end at the last minute. So I suppose we have to cut him some slack in the sense that, you know, he's, he's not been there in that position very long. He obviously didn't have much to work with last night in the sense that the squad is depleted with injuries and, you know, everything else. So he really, it, it was a poor uh, post-match interview, but I suppose he's in the Brian, position. Brian, he said he couldn't have asked for more. Well, that was, that was the, that's what I was just coming to. That, that was the comment that really hurt me that he said that he couldn't ask for more. Well, I, I don't know a Rangers fan that actually thought they actually put in enough of a performance because it was quite clear I don't know how how many how many minutes into the game there was no way we were winning that game don't care what anybody says um we huffed and puffed um balls getting thrown into the box there was no sort of no sort of style to it it was just a hopeful ball into the box hoping somebody would get in the on end on the end of it um but I I, I genuinely think that Davis was just in it was very naive in what he said and I'll not hold it against him because he's only been there five minutes. No, but he did I mean what he could have said was um they couldn't have gave me any less if mm -hmm. they tried. That would have yeah. been but we'll, we'll come back to that in a minute because we've got Robert in air um who I think wants to talk about Glasner. Robert, how are you? Hi, how are you doing, guys? Not bad. Uh, yeah, I want you to. I mean, I'm in the air. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about Glasner. Yeah, I've not. I haven't thought about this guy being mentioned. I was just looking through the the usual load of name manager names, and he was brought up. I didn't realise up until now that he was interested in the job. Um, but so this is the the one apparently it was ex the manager of Rangers at uh, Frankfurt when we were playing in the final. Um, but I read a wee bit about him after that and they're saying that they reckon he's very good at getting um, the best out of players uh, that, are, that maybe aren't the best players and it, it all, I just it's the one that I've seen linked so far and also I don't think it's going to cost any money um, that might actually make a bit of sense for our team now Well, Kerr, Glasner um, I'll be honest when, it, when I seen that breaking today that he was interested I had to have a quick Google, I didn't have a clue who he was, I didn't realise he was the the Frankfurt manager in the final. Um, and from what I remember of that final, because I've kind of blacked it out, um, Frankfurt didn't particularly impress me in that final, to be honest with you. But then I don't know their budget. I don't know what players they have. And I don't really know anything about Glasner's managerial record, to be brutally honest with you. Um, your thoughts? I mean, he's, a, he's a big name, been throwing himself into the heart for the job. I mean, he was obviously he done well with Eintracht. I know he, he left there. But he was interviewed for a Germany job, and by all accounts, according to some, he should have got it, but he never. So, and he's thrown his, it was him that contacted, by all accounts, himself to say he's interested. I mean, he has a big name, he's got a good pedigree, but I think they've got a list there of three names, and I think that's going to be one of the three they'll go with. I don't think it'll be any more now, because I think they know he needs somebody in. Personally, like I said earlier, I don't want to rush it, because I want to be sitting here 12 months time doing exactly the same stuff we're doing now, but I think the board are ready with uh, three names, and I think 
it's going to be one of these guys, and I think it's probably be announced probably next week at some point. There's me doing the whole mute thing as well. Robert, do you think it actually makes a bit of a difference that this guy's put his own hat, his own name into the hat, sorry, and he's not one who Rangers have just went and approached? That's what that's what I like about it is the fact that he if he's actually really keen to get the job number one, um, and just the fact the fact that they're saying that not, I wouldn't say his record maybe he's, he's not played and been a manager at enough clubs to say he's a fantastic manager. I don't see any red flags against him like you do Frank Lampard for a start, um, and I just thought that the fact that you see there that you can actually maybe get the best out of players. Are average players, but we've stuck with that. That sounds like our entire team now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, it is. Um, Robert, thank you very, very much for the call. Appreciate that. Please make sure that you you phone in again. Um, you know, James, just quickly on Glasner again. I, again, I'm that out of touch. I don't play championship matter, football manager, or whatever it's called anymore. Um, and I don't watch a lot of football outside Scotland, to, to be brutally honest with you. So again. He was somebody who popped up who would never have come into my head. And again, if I hadn't Googled, I wouldn't have known who he was. Well, I'm, I'm glad the guy told me who he used to manage because I had no idea who he was, mate. So <laughs> for me, I had no idea. I'd seen his name earlier on and I thought, where's he? Is he Scottish? Is he? It was one of the ones I have no idea who he is. Um, obviously, just listening to Cairn uh, and stuff like that there, but I don't know, mate. Um, what he can obviously bring to the uh, the table he's obviously as you said mate his Frankfurt team done look too too good in the final I really James I really was named and, and look I say this because I have blanked out most of that final right but again we had quite a few players missing in that final and I wasn't impressed with the way that Frankfurt you know played or whatever it, it, there was nothing that shouted out to me that they were a well coached team well coached team I know um, obviously Kersen he's obviously he's won things and stuff like that with him he's obviously won the uh, the Europa League uh, with Frankfurt. Um, however, it's no, again, it, it's no one of the names. I know he's won a Europa League, and I'm saying I don't really know about his coaching ability. Uh, <laughs> but I think I put it didn't obviously the, uh, the names that's on the list that, I, that I've obviously seen uh, for the bookies and stuff. I mean, there isn't any outstanding names on it. There's maybe what two or three you would think, right? I them, I definitely him because he's got a style of playing and what have you. But him again, mate. No, nah, I don't know. I don't know too much about him, so. No, no, that that was a kind of long answer to say that you, you don't have a clue. I have no idea that, who he is. That, that was the podcast way of saying I don't have a clue. Um, I think we've got another call coming in shortly because I can see Robert panicking um, in the background. So I'm going to ask this question, Brian, right? And if we do have a call coming in, I'm going to do that as a wee signal and you're just going to stop talking, right? Um, do we need to get before the manager, a director of footballing? Ideally, we would. Can't see it happening. Um, we seem to be laser-focused on getting a manager before a director of football. For me, it's the other way around. You get the director of football who then goes for a manager. See that? See how professional that was there? He just stopped talking completely. By the way, you have you done this before? Um, anyway, we've got Rab on the line, and I think um, he's putting all the blame on the players. Rab, is that right? Um, I wouldn't go. I pretty much I. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I would <laughs> say that um, we've got these two managers. We've had Geo, we've had 
uh, Michael Bielan and that. And I quite honestly say that he, he, it gets to the point, right, where you can say that, yes, the manager's to blame for the tactics, for different sort of ways that he lines up the squad and everything like that. But that's two managers now. Most of these players that we've got have been in the team now for for years. And we should have been rotating them, getting rid of them over the years. Eh? But I just think it's it's getting to the point now where these players are actually starting to just take the piss eh, in that now. And it's how many managers are we going to go through with the same players in that and still the players seem to be like without any sort of responsibility in that. The manager seems to be getting the full brunt of the situation in that and we are just still sitting there. They're just sitting there laughing at the managers and it just mm-hmm. it's starting to do my tits right in. You know what I mean? Believe me, I know what you mean. And I've got big tits, Rob, so I know exactly what you mean. Um, <laughs> James, well, it's, it's. I mean, certainly on this on this show, we've not been shy at digging out the players who we feel deserve to be digged out. Um, but in terms of, you know, Gio going, Michael Beale going, um, it's the age old, it's so much easier to get rid of a manager than it is a bunch of players. It is, I know, and it's, it's one it's of the... So much- Sorry, Rab, on you go, mate. It's it's so much easier, right, at the end of the day to get rid of a manager because it's it's the easy scapegoat at the end of the day. You've got 11 players or 20 in a squad and uh, and it's far easier to say that, aye, it's the manager that's the problem. But at the end of the day, these players have been here and, uh, and it's them that's not playing to the maximum of their ability every game and it's causing the manager's their fucking job, eh? And that, and it's starting what, to do what, Rab, actually, sorry, sorry to cut in on top of you, Rab, but what I would fire back at you is Dessers, Lammers, um, Seema, some of these players who have and been... I totally, I totally... Have been I our totally worst, agree worst with you. I totally that agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. I think Beal, Beal in his own instance, and that he's brought in players that he thinks are better than the players that he's actually shipped out the door. And that, and I just, I think it's absolutely terrible, man. Well, you've got Kolak, who scored 18 goals, and I know you're probably his number one fan, Martin. Uh, This time last year, year, the big man had 13 goals under his belt. Dessers has hardly had 13 shots in target. So it shows you the difference in these players. (laughs) It, it absolutely does. Rab, I, I take uh, uh, your points are very, very valid, mate. Um, great. I think that's maybe the first time that Rab's phoned in. So, um, Rab, if it is, please make sure that you phone back in again. That was great. Thank you very much. Um, it is it is so much easier um, just to get rid of a manager than it is to get rid of a bunch of players. Um, however, um, a lot of the players that have come in and haven't, haven't worked out well have been signings made by Michael Beale. Um, quickly then. Um, who will I go to? Right, James has spoke. Um, I kind of cut care off the last time, and and I completely cut Brian off. So Brian, I'll go straight to you. Um, St. Martin and Sunday, Brian, a game I am not looking forward to. Um, hundred percent, totally agree with you. I'm really dreading this one. Um, I really don't see us getting in much out of this game. If any, if the last two games are anything to go by, um, I really don't see us getting much out of St. Martin. St. Martin, a really well drilled team. Um, I just, 
I'm kind of resigned until this new manager comes in. I really am. I've kind of just, I wouldn't say chucked a towel in, but I'm just kind of, I'm until a new manager comes in, this players and this squad are not going to change their mentality for Stephen Davis. I don't care who it is. And let, until a new manager is in post who is going to, you know, actually tactically work with them or he decides that they're not fit for purpose and ships them out. But unfortunately, as, you, as many callers have said before, we've, we're stuck with these guys till at least January. Um, and even then, shipping them out is going to be the even harder job. So I really, I'm, as you say, I'm not looking forward to submitting at all on Sunday. Um, and I really don't see us getting much change out of it, to be quite honest. Final call of the night. Um, and I do want to touch a wee bit more on St Mirren as well. Um, so if, if you're free, will indulge me in maybe staying a wee 10 minutes late tonight, then we'll, we'll maybe go on to that. Um, Blue Shadow in South Wales. Blue, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, mate. Apart from the way the Rangers are playing their football these days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's, your, what's your point for the guys? Well... Basically, it's about what about the manager, and rather looking forward than looking backwards. Um, I think we need a manager that's more adaptable, and that for that we need a more experienced manager, and a manager that's capable of putting up a system that suits the players that we have available, rather than, for example, we have like a Mark Warburton thing where the only plan is to do Plan A better, and the name that I've come up with is Ralph Hassenhutel, and I'm just interested what the boys think of him. I mean, if you don't mind the odd nine nil pumping, um, but no, and and in, in all in all seriousness, care Ralph Ralph Hassan who he seemed to do he seemed to do quite well at Southampton. He did to a point, but he had, he had a lot of issues with the players, didn't he? One and one, a lot of players said they spoke down to him. He, he would do things and then do something opposite with telling him. So just stuff. I don't know. No, for me, I think he's got a good pedigree where he comes from. He obviously he's managed the English Premiership, but. No, he wouldn't be the one I'd be picking. I just think we need somebody different. And like I said, the matter to me, it's going to be Kevin Muscat. I don't see us going anywhere else. So, and but I also ask, he'll get a job somewhere, but it'll not be us. Ah, uh, well, maybe, maybe fair enough, fair enough. Um, Blue, I have to ask you, and, and maybe you don't want to talk about it, but I have to ask you, um, your thoughts for Sunday? How are you feeling about it? For Sunday, well, I really reckon a lot of that comes down to Stephen Davis. If Stephen Davis is prepared to grasp the nettle, and I think if he wants to make himself a name as a manager in football, he's going to have to, because I sus- I've had rumours, and I suspect there's a little clique in the background, and there has been for the past two managers uh, in, inside Ibrox, and I think he's got to step in there and make, make his mark, and he's going to have to drop a few players, because if he goes with the same players that he went with, on Wednesday night, I think we're going to really struggle at the, at the weekend. I think if he, but if he gets in there, puts in the likes of Suter and gets rid of it for Goldson, I think Tavernier needs needs to have a sit, sit, a seat as well, and basically sit on Lundstrom as well, and take those three for starters out. As in, that's not good enough, and put in. I don't care who he puts in, but we need to put in somebody else and give those boys a chance. And so, if you can prove it to me. That you're the man, then we'll, you, you'll take that jersey. 
Superb. Um, Blue, thank you very, very much um, for the phone call. Make sure that you give us a call um, again. Um, that is the phone lines closed. That was a busy, busy uh, phone, phone in. Um, we're going to just quickly um, have a wee chat about the St Mirren game before we go. But um, thank you to everybody who phoned in, by the way. Um, the, phone, uh, the phone in seems to be getting busier and busier, um, which is great. And if it keeps getting busier and busier, then the show will eventually have to be extended. Um, James, actually, just before St Mirren, we've got so much to talk about, by the way, right? But just before St Mirren, did that performance and result yesterday and then, I suppose, does the performance and result on Sunday, does that make the need for this board to get a manager in quicker or will the board still take their time? Or do you, Personally, I think after that yesterday, I think the board probably wanted a manager in for Sunday. I think so, but I've got to agree with care, mate, wait. We need to take our time in this manager, mate. If it takes them two or three weeks to get the right guy, take the two or three weeks. Don't rush an appointment, mate. We can't go down the same road, man. It's having another pedal in the door. Because then, as Kerr says, we're going to be here again in another 12 months. Oh, what's this manager been doing? He's not been doing it. The players haven't been doing it for him. For me, it's going, as I said again, mate, the manager... Can I just say quickly thank you to James? Sorry, he put that in ages ago and I forgot to bring it up. So thank you very much, James. Um, so for me, mate... It, it, it's going to be the right manager, mate. If they need to take their time, take their time, mate. Yeah, and just quickly then, Brian, on Sunday, um, do we expect Davis to ring the changes? Because after the way he spoke, we've already discussed that, after the way he spoke about the game last night, um, the changes that he made throughout the game, which really wasn't much, do we expect to see what we all want to see on Sunday, which is a heavily rotated squad? <clears throat> I'm not actually quite sure, to be honest. I don't know if he's going to stick with the sort of, <laughs> I'm not saying tried and tested, but the, the senior players in the squad, or will he take a punt on the likes of McCausland that came on last night and, you know, Bailey Rice that's played well when he's came in? Um, I don't know. I'm I'm so disillusioned just now. Um, I'm I'm seriously, what I'm, well, I'm really worried about Sunday. I, I really don't think we're going to get anything out of Sunday. The, the young guys deserve a chance. They've been patient enough and they've waited long enough. These senior players that are in there just now are not doing the job required. So if there's nobody else, you turn to the youth. And I'm afraid these young guys have waited long enough, been patient enough, sat on, sat on so many benches, and they, they deserve a chance. It's as simple as that. But one final thing before we go, Martin. Um, condolences to Sir Alex Ferguson's wife, Kathy. Oh, absolutely. Today. Yeah. Um, yeah, the lady stuck by him through goodness knows how many football clubs and uh, how many missed him. You know, he wasn't at home for a lot of the time, so uh, couldn't have asked for a better wife for Sox Ferguson. So condolences to the Ferguson family. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, and well, well said, Brian. Um, Kia, uh, we're not going to do predictions um, for Sunday because I'm a wee bit fear of what you guys would predict. To be brutally honest with you. Is this the first time in a long time do you think we've even into a game and maybe there's quite a few of us don't actually expect to win? No, I think we've been there this season, last season, probably the season before. No, genuine, genuinely, truly going into Sunday thinking St Mirren are in better form than us. We've got, we have got we should have better players, but they're in better form and you know we, we need to try and catch them in the league. We do, Martin, and they are in better form and They've got a manager who gets his players playing in their strengths and it works well for them. And 
they have a shape about them. They play a three four three, and they know they basically all know their role in that team. Whereas you look at our team, and there's no shape, there's no formation, and nobody nobody the hell knows what they're doing. So you probably put them down as favourites. We will because we're fans, but the bookies are always going to go with us. But listen, the, can you believe the, the bookies have got them five to one? I don't, Martin, no, and it's worth a few bob, isn't it? But I hate betting against Rangers, but it is worth a few bob, I have to say. But because it's just one of the games where you just never know. Listen, I don't think it's a one one. I think it'll be a draw myself. But they've got a very good chance if they play the way they're playing. Last week against Kilmarnock, they weren't great, and Kilmarnock aren't great, but we know what happened against Kilmarnock when we played them. So, end can happen in the game. It depends on the Rangers team, man. This Rangers team are so far off it. It's... A, a disgrace to watch, but it dep- I mean, people are saying the young players come in tomorrow. Some might on Sunday, sorry, but Rangers Academy are playing tomorrow, aren't they, against Monaco? So, probably if you look at who they play against Monaco, the team and who's missing, the ones missing might be the ones that are involved on Sunday, but the ones who are playing might not be. But I don't think it'll change that much because if you remember, Stephen Davis is between a rock and a hard place. What he said that night wasn't great, but some managers don't put their players throw up was under the bus in front of, in front of the media. He's also not the manager. He's also just there helping out. He's still a player in earnest and he's going to go have to well, go he back. Shouldn't be do, he shouldn't be interim manager then. No, if he's not he was putting that, he was put in that position and he's still going to have to go back in that dressing room with the players. So it's just don't say like, that then. Just don't say that. You don't have to come out and say that the players were horrendous or whatever. I actually never bored me with it. I actually never bored me with what he said because we were bad enough in the park. It doesn't matter what he said. It doesn't bother me. That he's, not, he's not going to be the manager, so it doesn't matter. If he was a manager, it'd be different. He's not going to be the manager. But I, I mean, it's, it's just, we're in a position now, it doesn't matter who says something, who does something, we're criticising everybody because we're poor. We're poor all over the park. We're poor behind the scenes. The only thing that seems to work in is we're opening a new sports bar next year. Oh, listen, no, 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 no. <laughs> Brian, jump in quickly. Bear in mind, if results go as bad as they should possibly go on Sunday and we lose Hearts win, Motherwell win, we're down to fifth and then Thanks we're, for that, Brian. we're miles Thanks back that. I'm just saying Right, I'm going to get a couple of super chats and then we're going to go um, but I need to get to these super chats because somebody's been very complimentary um, Jim Jim McLeod, um, two pound super chat thank you Jim, tremendous entertainment lads well worth the two quid, thank you for the support and channel member and very good friend Brian um, St Mirren win, there's my bet with Brian's um, super chat. Um, so I think a lot of people might be on that for the bet. But listen, folks, that will do us tonight. Um, it's been a great show. It's been good to be back in the hosting chair for one of these phone-ins. It's been a while. Um, my thanks to Brian, Kerr, James, everybody in the comments, all the callers, all the people watching at home, thank you very much, and all the people listening back as well with us um, on our audio platforms. We'll be back on Sunday for all the build-up. You've forgotten the- Sunday, Martin. He's going absolutely apoplectic at the bottom of the screen. He's what? You've forgotten to thank somebody else. He's going up absolutely mad at the bottom. No, oh, sorry. <laughs> and the producer Robert. Thank you very much. He's Robert. going nuts. I'm going to tell him what a good job he's done once we're finished. I'm not going to give him credit on screen. No chance. Well, I know there, there goes my, my free flight to Turkey. That's out the window. Isn't it? Um, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for watching. We'll be back on Sunday um, for build-up to the St. Mirren game and then, of course, reaction um, as well. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, it's, I've really, really enjoyed it. 
Um, it's been quite cathartic. Um, I've all said that. Um, so thank you, everybody, and we'll speak to you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.